RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Live Bold and Boss Up podcast. This week, we're releasing our conversation that we had with Mark Henley. He is managing director of blockchain innovation over at Cogent Bank. And we chatted with him over at the TBT Powered Up Tech Fest. And I feel like we had an electric conversation. Oh gosh, yeah. Right? He's so funny. It was it's so fun. much fun. It yeah. was. We talked about facials and <laughs> paying for facials potentially with Bitcoin in the future. But in all seriousness, we really learned a lot about the 101 of like blockchain and maybe kind of almost how it was created or or why it was like an like an avenue of why it was created which I think is fascinating to really know like the history right and how he got into it which yeah. was you would never guess right which is really cool right and actually he was on the panel with Rosa and Gabe from block spaces mm-hmm. so it was kind of like almost a, a follow-up right like to a part that conversation yes. yeah super fun tune in I was working for an international nonprofit called Hope for Haiti at the mm-hmm. time. My, my career began in banking when I was younger. I did banking for a while, large corporate commercial banking. And I said, this is kind of boring because there's, there's no innovation. There's no energy in the space. I have to do something different. I knew a family who was very connected in the Northeast. They knew a lot of the hedge fund types. They said, hey, we have a partnership with the Dalio Foundation. So there's this guy named Ray Dalio. He runs the world's largest hedge fund called Bridgewater, 150 billion. He's really wow. interested in like empowering really, really poor people through microfinance lending. Okay. And so he, his foundation, the Dalio Foundation, uh, allocated resources to our, our to our foundation to go make loans to like really, really poor people okay. in like Southern Haiti. It's 2015 and there's this guy who has this tree farm project in the jungle. He's growing trees. He's selling the cherries. He's like making money and he needs a loan to buy more land and grow more trees. I go out to the plot. I talk to the guy. He's doing well. Now I have to actually get him the money. Well, getting money in like a developing country is very hard. The banking system isn't very good. You don't want to carry cash. So a couple years before this in like 2012, a cell phone company developed a system called Mooncash, which allowed you to text money from one cell phone to another. Not with an app mm. like we have now, right, but like you would give me your texting. number and I would actually text how much what's called Haitian good, their currency, I was going to send you. You take that, you take your phone, you take out the SIM card, you plug it into a slot at a dispensary and then you get your money. So I was transferring cash in a Haitian jungle and it occurred to me, being in banking for like seven eight years, why does this not exist in the U.S.? Remember, this is before there was like Venmo and Zelle and everything else. Right. It was like, write me a check. We didn't have it that easy, right? Yeah, right? it was like, write me a check or not seven years ago. give me cash. Exactly. Right. So I'm like, if we can do this in a Haitian jungle, why can't we do it in the good old U.S. of A., right? right? Red, white, and blue. So I came back and I found this thing called Bitcoin, which at that time was about six years old. But at that time, it was basically used for like nefarious purposes, like prostitution, drug smuggling, like what's called Silk Road. Right. It was like bad. 
So I, I wasn't all that interested in it because it was really like at that time, it was this like skeptical, sketchy thing. Totally, yeah. And right. then a couple of years later, I got into private equity and I kept reading about it and fast forward to now, now I do sort of digital asset. So now I, I said, okay, if I'm going to go back into banking, it, it needs to be high energy, super like on the cutting edge, massive upside potential. And when a, the bank I work for said, hey, we're going to roll out, we're going to be one of the very, very first banks in the country to focus on blockchain crypto. I mean, sold. You, yeah. Here I am. Right. You're like, That's the story. my language. Let's do it. Yeah. That's amazing. So what, like for a company coming in like block spaces, obviously yeah. we work closely with them. Um, but what about other companies like NextPath who mm -hmm. we're with? Like, would you work with us to help get us like set up with some sort of oh, yeah. Bitcoin like account? Or yeah, like, so there's a lot of ways that we work with, with let's, let's sort of have buckets, right? let's call it like a fintech a bucket, which does not necessarily have anything to do with digital assets or crypto, but I work a lot with fintechs. And so what do you need? You, you Really what you're looking for is VC capital, private equity, but what you really need, but you don't know it yet, is you need non-dilutive capital. What does that mean? You need money that doesn't take out your equity stake, which is a traditional bank debt loan. Most banks won't lend money to startups or fintechs because you don't have any assets, you don't own any buildings, you don't have any equipment, you don't have any trucks, and you probably aren't making a ton of money because you're new or you haven't really figured out how to properly monetize the business. Well, we'll do a loan for a fintech all day long if it's the right fintech. So within this sort of, what you're seeing is a lot of the fintechs that are coming up now want some exposure to digital assets. Maybe like, for example, maybe you want to take that little thing out there and make it into an NFT and mint that thing and sell that. You're a little, like you're both, you know, you're both photo, very photo, uh, what's the word? Genic? Yes. <laughs> so there's probably ways. I, mean, I don't want to get me too, like even on a podcast. Oh, you know what fine, I mean? So, um, by the way, the people that listen, they can't see it, but like. They can I, see oh. it. Oh. <laughs> but like, okay, they can't. I'm actually more interested in like your skin and like hydration regime. So I've been in this big thing about like hyaluronic acid. Stop and, it. Um, I love that I got stuff. this Continue. thing. I got this thing called the hydro, hydro facial <laughs> recently. Yeah. Where, um, where did you get this? At this little spa place okay. down, down, down where I was, which okay. like vacuum suctioned out. Yep. All the impurities. It cleans you, you out. I, I, I think. Your skin. So let's mm -hmm. say that you are in Speaking the. Language, let's it. say that you are doing lip fillers, Botox, collagen, brows, wax, whatever. Right. Okay. You're going to have clients are going to say, "Look, I want to pay my four hundred dollar roots. You know." biolage in digital asset cryptocurrency. Yeah. So you're going to see even these fintechs, even people have nothing to do with fintechs, like your salons and your high-end boutiques. Right. You want to be able to accept digital assets for payment, right? Eventually. And so we can help you out with that, with that as well. That would be cool. That would be really cool if you could go get a facial and just pay with Bitcoin. Right. Because then, because then you don't have to mess around with your bank. It's peer to peer. It's truly peer to peer. Right. And it's basically, it doesn't cost you really anything at all to do that. Hmm. Just so, one application. I mean, I That's think it's really cool. high tech, and this isn't even close to what you're talking about. That mm -hmm. I can use like Apple Pay on my sure. phone. Yeah. Right. But will that eventually be like, oh, I can just pay with my phone and use Bitcoin? Exactly. Or so that's actually already here. There's a bunch of apps okay. where basically you pull out a QR code. It's linked to what's called your wallet. That's like where you hold your crypto. Right. The merchant will have a little device. They'll scan it, and then they will they will accept your what's called Bitcoin. Really. 
people get intimidated because one Bitcoin right now is like thirty nine exactly. or twenty nine thousand yeah. dollars. But you can have literally like fractional pieces where you can have like five cents worth of Bitcoin. It's called oh, a Satoshi. Really? A Satoshi is like a piece of a Bitcoin. Okay. Interesting. So do you educate people on Bitcoin? Like oh, do yeah. seminars or, yeah. or meetings? I mean, I was just here doing a talk. Yeah, what were you Private talking? parties, kids' birthdays. Kids', kids birthdays. birthdays. You know, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> I'm available for like, you know, bachelorette parties. I mean, seriously, like we can do. No, I mean, it's it really is about, it really is about education, right? Yeah. People, everyone I talk to, like at a dinner party, oh, wow, you're you're in crypto. Like, so that's new. cool. It's so like the hottest topic. It is, though. but it's, it's so misunderstood. Right, and there's yeah. a lot of noise, and there's a lot of shiny objects and like golden calves out there. There's a lot of risk, and people have to be very, very careful. What I'm most interested in is the underlying technology that cryptocurrency rides on, which is called the blockchain. Right, right? Bitcoin right. was a blockchain before it was a cryptocurrency, and so that's where I'm really focusing, and that's where we're investing our, our time and resources into. How do we make the blockchain the next version of like? the bank payment rails. Right. So like when you use a debit card or a credit card that goes on a certain rail, a rail is like a method of data transmission mm-hmm. from your card to your merchant acquirer to that vendor that goes on a rail. When you get your direct deposit payroll that goes on a rail. When you close on your mortgage and you send a wire transfer that goes on a rail. These rails have been around for 30, 40, 50 years. And they're just, they're fine. They're, they're very stable, but they're not they're not as advanced, they're not as secure, they're not as cheap, and they're not as advantageous as a blockchain would be. So it's all gonna end up moving that way. So like when you buy your yacht or you buy your mansion, most of those folks are probably, you know, eventually wanna use their Bitcoin to pay for those kinds of things. How many Bitcoins do you have? Can I ask that? If I told you, if I told you, how much money you have, it is. is Yeah, (laughs) I'll tell you this. All of my liquid net worth is in cryptocurrencies. Wow. So in, in the future, instead of having bank accounts, people will have, it will all be digital wallets. Digital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You won't need to go to a bank anymore. Like, look, I never no one, go to a bank no one goes to a bank now anyway. Yeah. But like, if you want to get a loan, think, think about this. Okay. And this is why Bitcoin's real, and Bitcoin and digital assets are so powerful. If you apply for a business loan or a car loan or a car lease or a mortgage, what do you have to do? W-2, pay stubs, tax returns, affidavits, right, yada, yada. It just goes on, right? How much money you make, right. In the digital asset space, back. exactly. In the digital asset space, you say, look, I own a Bitcoin or a piece of a Bitcoin. I'm going to give you, lender, my Bitcoin. You're going to immediately give me money. No questions asked. Really? No credit score, no paperwork, no bank, no closing costs, no closing fee. Just this idea of like Bitcoin? Correct. So one of the things that we're working on is the ability to loan off of your digital assets. So if you own a Bitcoin or you own an Ethereum, which is another kind of cryptocurrency, okay. and you want to hold it because you think, you think it's going to go up to like a million dollars a coin, which is Possible. possible. I mean, I think it could also go to zero, but it won't. Right. Well, it could. No investment advice here. I'm not giving investment <laughs> advice. I cannot give investment advice, nor would I. But the idea would be that digital assets, it's not only a piece of collateral, it's also a currency. And nothing else like that really exists, right? That you have full ownership of, that you can transmit immediately with no intermediary to dilute it, like a Federal Reserve Bank raising rates. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, I you guys know. is like the, like the NFL is getting huge into this. Your boy Tom Brady, Obviously, he's we big were just right now. About yeah, so Tom Brady right now, it. he's big right now. It's like the whole he has he's actually into an NFT um, minting company. I think called 
autograph, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. But all the, I mean. That's where he's selling I was all at, of his pictures with his autographs. Exactly. And, right. I, I was at a conference and Odell Beckham Jr. was talking about Bitcoin and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right. So. I love Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's the greatest. Well, he's, no, he's not the greatest. the greatest. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, True. whatever. I think Aaron's pretty cool. <laughs> he's too. the greatest. Tom's the goat. Aaron, if you hear yes. this, Tom's the goat. Us. Aaron, Aaron can be the greatest. He's, yes. he's awesome. So yeah, okay. I'll be okay. With I know. <laughs> Haitian jungles, man. Yeah, so that's where I'll be You'd be that's amazed crazy. what you can find in a Haitian jungle. Were you like f- shoeless, barefoot in the jungle, like I mean, meditating you have, like, for little, this? Like, yeah, goat um, or cow hides on. Oh yeah, like a little. Uh, what, that, that wasn't quite the look. That, <laughs> it wasn't quite the look back then. But there are a lot of people who walk around with no shoes and yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I, true story. Uh, I, I no, I can say this. Yeah. So I'm visiting this village. Oh my gosh, I, I'm in this really small village, and I have to use the bathroom, mm-hmm. and there's no bathrooms. Number right? one there's, or there's number no, two. Number two. <laughs> okay. Just so I find clear. a little. So clear. I find a little spot off the side of the road. And here I am. And this little kid begins to walk by and he stops and he sees me. Now keep in mind, if you're if you're the average Haitian and you see a white person right, you're anywhere out of place right now. So imagine walking on seeing a white person on the side of the road doing his business. <laughs> That kid is probably, uh, he's, he's scarred for life, that, right, that poor young sure. man. No one's going to believe him. No, <laughs> no. one's going to believe this story. Hey, I saw a blonde, which is like Creole for white. I saw uh-huh. a blonde on the side of the road, you know, doing you know what. Yeah. He's probably like in a mental institution. Now. <laughs> that, would, that would never have happened. Right? Anyway, so there you go. Great That's how story. it all happens. That is a great story. I would have never guessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it all began. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Mark. Yeah, my I know. pleasure. This has been that was amazing. Pleasure. conversation. Yeah, so my pleasure. You're based here in Tampa? I live in Naples, Fort Myers, oh, okay. but I'm here all the time, okay. awesome. all the time. We'll, we'll contact you when we need a Bitcoin, right? Yeah, anything or a, you need. Or a part of we'll one. A Bitcoin. I mean, I'd like to have one right now. Yeah. That would be great. Why not? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, do you personally have I any? I don't. I don't. None? Zero? No, zero. Do you have like an advisor that you work with or like a, a firm of any kind? Yes, but they're a little old school. Yeah. You know? I'm sure you run into that all the time. Yeah. Look, Netscape was old school at one point. AOL was old school, mm-hmm. right? I mean, at some point, look, I'm not trying to trash the industry. I just think that, you know, as, and look, there's there's good reason why. It's not regulated. It's highly speculative. It is very, very risky. Um, but, you know, we believe in the power in the future. Right. No, it would still be fun to be a part of it, to have, you know, your- A tiny your, little exposure, yeah. just to say, you know, right. to be in the well, club. And if that's the future of, like, investing and, and money, then we need to- Get in it at the beginning, right? Or it's not even the beginning. Right now, we're like it's still the beginning. It is the beginning. Look, people. Yeah. People say well, we're in early innings. This is the truth. We have in we're in batting practice. Okay, we have a, a stadium. We have teams. We have rules. We have a, a field. The game hasn't even started. Like, think about this. There's a blockchain called Ethereum, which is the second largest blockchain behind Bitcoin. Last year, it processed over eleven trillion dollars worth of payment volume. That's a trillion dollars more than Visa did globally, right? And like we're still having sort of the game. So you think about where this is going to go, the power of the technology. Right. I mean, it's just that's where it's at. Just the beginning. So yeah. if someone wanted to buy a Bitcoin, how yeah. would they go about doing that? Or a piece of it, because right. you mentioned pieces yeah. of it. There are many, many uh, very reputable apps that you can download in the App Store, right? I'm not going to mention them, but there are, mm-hmm. there's several, it's almost like, um, 
they're pretty they're pretty much all the same. Uh, I would recommend that you for number one do your research, understand what the risks are, understand what you're actually buying. Um, and then, you know, go to the app store or Google store, find a reputable, what's called centralized exchange. And there's several of them. And then you'll be able to buy as little as $5 worth. That's cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think if anything, you should just be a part of it. Even for $5 worth, get your feet wet. Anyone can do $5. Right? Yeah. Especially now. Because like right now it's not doing so hot. So if you're all going to put in $5, not giving investment advice, but if you were going to put in five bucks. Right. Now could now, now could be potentially could be a right. good time to do it because potentially it is, it is down from sixty three thousand. One Bitcoin was worth sixty three thousand. What like six months ago, mm-hmm. and now it's thirty, 30. something 30, thirty. Even so, I mean, it would be a good time to get in, at least for five dollars, <laughs> to get a piece of it. Agreed. Hypothetically, 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 this yes. could be a great time. Right. Okay. Perhaps. Maybe. Right. Consult your advisor. <laughs> right? Consult your advisor. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was fun. Much. I enjoyed it. Thank this you. This is amazing. Until next time, babes, live bold and boss up. This is the Crush Report with Jeff Crushell. We recently spoke with Ken Dryden about his latest book, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other, and how the great Scotty Bowman clearly defined expectations and accountability for all of his teams. I mean, he knew he had the best players, and he knew he had the best general manager, Sam Pollock. He knew he had the best building, the forum. He knew he had media and fans that were more knowledgeable and engaged than anybody else. He knew we had every reason to win and no reasons to lose. And so, you know, there was no excuses. He would look at us and coach us and say, you know, really, like we're the best. And so we have no right to lose. And I'm not going to allow you to get off the hook if we do lose. I'm not going to explain it away because, oh, we've, you know, we're in a bit of a slump or we've got a few injuries or some of our guys are sick or or the law of averages. No, none of those things apply. You know, we should be able to play through all of those things and win. And if we don't, again, the fingers can't get pointed in any other direction. They can only get pointed at ourselves. We're the ones who blew it. And that's the way he was, you know, with with all of the teams that he coached. Crush Performance with Jeff Cruschel can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.